1: Out of all of your current releases, though, what do you think would make the best FIFA track?
0: It's kind of a a commentary on um, stuff that was going on in my own life and and realising that a lot of my mates were also struggling. And the rest of the band were looking at me like, what are you doing and then the bride just looked around and gave me absolute daggers
1: and they wanted us to play as soon as the final whistle went right. so england
0: had just lost 2-0 <laughs> uh,
1: we just started playing our original
0: songs if the crowd or like whoever's listening aren't up for it it is it mm. sucks and you get that a lot in pubs some people just want to be in there and drink and they don't want to hear your songs but i'd be i'd be driving to work and i'd have the radio turned up really loud because I didn't want to think about anything but and I'd just be like shouting just be like fuck like fucking hell like get like stop just stop like when I actually finally got round to doing the proper stuff to get over it and seeking therapy it was like within like two months it was like massively massively reduced and it was something that I've been dealing with for eight years.
1: Yes, people, welcome back to the Football and Feelings podcast. I am Liam, your host as always. I hope you are keeping well and finding joy in some of these tough days that we are all facing. And I hope this podcast has helped as well find some sort of release in your day to day. And if that is the case, then feel free to leave a five-star review, just a bit of admin there to get out of the way swiftly. But for now, let me introduce you to my guest for this episode. I'm joined by the singer-songwriter, come YouTube creator, a real advocate for the synthesizer it's complete dreamboat
0: alfie indra alfie how are you sir hello mate i'm good i'm good how are you doing
1: i'm great yeah i'm, I'm great thank good. you mate if you want i can cut that up and you can have that on your on your website that, that introduction yeah that's, on the that's going poster. everywhere
0: yeah, that's that's the best intro I've ever got. Unreal, love it, mate. Great, great stuff. Um, now I've I've had Robbie
1: Knox on, I've had Jack Mate on, I've I've spoken yeah. to Stevie about him coming on, and timing mm. wasn't quite right, but I'm sure that will happen. Um, yeah. so I can forgive people for thinking I'm trying to trying to complete some sort of happy hour co-host <laughs> yeah. collective at the moment. Cool. Um, have you got have you got any other mates, Alfie, who want to get involved whilst whilst we're on it? Uh,
0: do I have any other mates? Um, is probably the big question there. <laughs> i I. I mean, I have. Uh, I have mates that that aren't in the in the YouTube space that you might be interested in talking to. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. People from my Saturday League team, maybe.
1: Great stuff. The Vi- well, Saturday the League. We'll, we'll, we'll get onto that topic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about a, a various different topics such as mental health, YouTube, music, the future. But I wanted to start off uh, with some football chat, getting the football out of mm. the way, and the feelings can come after. Um, hmm. Now, when I when I had Jack on the pod, um, grassroots football was still happening, uh, and I believe yeah. you were both looking for a team at that time. Yeah, so, so now we are you? You're part of a team now? Ready for post lockdown?
0: I, I am. Um, and I was I was killing it, mate. Before lockdown, I'd <laughs> I'd really hit my stride. First team call up, assist in the Ooh. first game. I was unbelievable, honestly. Um, Hit but modest, then, yeah. <laughs> no, no, mate. That's, that's <laughs> me being modest. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I've I'm I'm missing it a lot, um, which I didn't think I would be because uh, not normally when I wake up on a Saturday I'm a bit like, oh, I can't really be asked. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, really, really missing that. Um, and just like the social side of it as well um, is so class. Yeah. But yeah, playing for um, playing for Vikings FC. Sort of a Norwich, Norwich-based Norwich Saturday Saturday team. Good Great good stuff. bunch of lads there, yeah.
1: What's, yeah. What sort of player is Alfrey Indra? or in the locker?
0: Well, do you know what? I actually, I'm not so good now, really. Um, but well, I, used I, to used, be player, I used huh? to be. I used to, yeah. I used to play quite high up. It used to be my thing, football. Um, so I played, for, I played for Suffolk for a bit and then a bit of Norfolk FA. And then I went semi-pro for a year and then just bottled it. And my career ended at the age of seventeen, um, but yeah, um, I'd say back then I was like a, I was like Kyle Walker, just botch bombing, right. bombing down yeah. the right. Not not so good at the defending side of like fullback, but mm-hmm. um, now I now I sort of like to just stick myself on the wing and just kind of watch the game, get the ball yeah. occasionally. Um, but yeah, just like, yeah, nippy winger, nippy winger is how i describe stuff. it. Great stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, how, wh- why did you, why did you stop playing at that level then? Did you, did you feel like you, you couldn't cut it there or did you just lose interest?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it was weird. I, I think I was so young and, um, I was playing with these like men and, and some of them were really good players. Um, <clears throat> but we had, we had an awful season. I think, um, it was in a division called the Furlough Nun Premier League, um, which was, it was quite a good league. And we had like a, we had a pre-season and I was buzzing. We played, we played against Norwich, actually. I only lost one nil. It was like a really good game. Mm. Um, and then we just started losing games and um, it really shocked my confidence, especially at that age. It sort of be getting a bit of stick from people like in the crowd, Um the like the local paper had a field day with me Um, (laughs) no way really (laughs) yeah yeah i remember um i I came i came on as a sub one time and uh they had these like match ratings and i was going down going like oh he's had a bit of a and i saw mine and it said five out of ten had little two slash no impact on the game whatsoever. <laughs>
1: <For> <laughs> I <was just> like, <laughs> like,
0: it probably only got about ten readers, but in my head at the time it was like it yeah. was like the Daily Mail. Yeah, um, the back pages yeah, are out,
1: out for Andrew's head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were. <laughs> but yeah, I just couldn't I couldn't hack the pressure. And like the like they for me, like I just wanted to play. Mm. Um and I loved it growing up. Even when I was playing a like a bit of the higher levels growing up, it was just fun. Um, but then, yeah, a lot of those guys weren't the best lads. Um, and yeah, it was a bit Alfery. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they, they, uh, <laughs> killed my dreams <laughs> within a year <laughs> of playing, but, um, yeah, good experience, but yeah, not something I'd, not something I'd do again, probably. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. Do you have a first yeah. memory of football, whether that is as a fan or, or as a player?
0: Yeah um it's probably it was probably a fan uh, as a fan at um Ipswich's home stadium Portman Road um and it was the i uh, I'd gone to a few games before but the first memory that sticks out is when we lost in the playoffs to West Ham um and I remember I remember like being like being in tears because <clears throat> we hadn't got through but I remember some of the West Ham fans had got tickets in the home section and so there was a bit of like behind me a bit of Mm. argy bargy going on. I remember being like absolutely <laughs> terrified I was probably only about like six or seven um but yeah not not a great memory sort of just mm. fear and disappointment but yeah first first football memory probably is that yeah and that fear <clears> and disappointment <throat> hasn't changed too much now yeah, it as hasn't. As a modern day no no it hasn't at all um few years of I, I've, I ended up having a season ticket for about 10 years mm. where we um we're mid mid table championship side the whole time, uh, and then I then I started playing, um, uh, with with uh, Dis Town, who was a semi pro team, and uh, stopped going. Yeah, and it seems to have just got worse and worse as I've <laughs> as yeah. I've been sort of like watching from watching from a sofa. But yeah. Do you still Not keep great. up
1: to date with uh, with Ipswich scores like the, the, the Paul yeah. Lambert fiasco and getting bodied by referees?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it's, it's painful, but I do. I feel like I have some sort of duty to um, to watching. I think yeah, I've become I've become numb to the disappointment now, and it's just funny. Mm-hmm. Like as you say the other day, our player getting absolutely Alfreded by the ref, <laughs> like going head to head with the ref. Um, a new as a new lie, but. Um, yeah, we we are rubbish. Um mm. and it's been hard to come to the terms come to terms with the fact of us being like a league one side now. I don't yeah. think we're even like we're not a sort of league one side that's going to go up like Norwich did and have a bit of a shake up. Now we're a, we're a mid-table league <laughs> league mm. one side now, which <laughs> Fair is enough. Oh, That's horrible, man.
1: I need injure on board. Injure in, I say. They do, mate. Yeah, get me in. <laughs> get me in
0: right back. <laughs> as long as they're nice to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, now, football music crossover quite often, especially with yeah. things like Soccer AM and FIFA haven't influenced that sort of culture. Mm. And you often see musicians who are decent at football, like Tom Grennan, Serge from Kasabian, the lads yeah. from Blossoms as well. Um, yeah. Out of all of your current releases, though, what do you think would make the best FIFA track? Oh...
0: I have this song called "Just a Kid," yeah, which when I, I when I made that, that song, I, like there's an intro to it, and I just thought I can hear this on FIFA, and then my head was going, "It's going to get on FIFA." Um, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> didn't happen, but um, I'd say that one is it's kind of that like upbeat indie FIFA sound, mm. yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think I was, that's what I was thinking when I was, when I wrote this question. Yeah. <laughs> it's strange how much FIFA is like such an iconic. Thing to, to be part of that soundtrack now although well, yeah, it's, it's sort of tarnished a little bit now this year they've, they've changed it up a bit
0: yeah it wasn't one of my um like some uh, a guy I know in music called Oscar Lang he got his song on there and it, it can like it can really make your career like mm. it, it song, the songs on there become so recognisable and um yeah you do you do probably make quite a decent amount off, off getting on FIFA yeah so yeah, yeah definitely something so. I'd love I'd love that um mm-hmm. But yeah, not, not yet.
1: Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully next time I'm, when I'm doing my cult, just the career mode, um, I'll have. Oh, you'll India. hear it, mate. You'll hear <laughs> it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, your most recent release, uh, All My Friends Are Depressed, gained a fair bit of notable radio play, um, a great song, and it, it seems to have done really well. And it paints uh, a really clear picture of how a lot of the, the younger generations feel in this day and age, but especially right now. But you didn't mm. write this song in, in COVID times, right?
0: No, so I wrote it um I probably wrote it about a year before it was released. Um, and sadly, like, yeah, when I released it during COVID, it was like more relevant to um the current state of of our generation than it was at the time, which is really sad. Um but yeah, people seem to have sort of connected with it a bit um over the last few months, understandably.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, where did the inspiration come from? Is it as, as maybe obvious, as obvious as as it seems from the title?
0: Yeah, it was kind of, um, uh, it's kind of a a commentary on um, stuff that was going on in my own life and, and realizing that a lot of my mates um, were also struggling, um, and that even broader than that, like a lot of like people our age are struggling. Um, So yeah, it was just something that like, I've been trying to write um, lyrics that are really like, I don't know what the word is, like colloquial kind of like stuff you would say in a sentence, Mm -hmm. but then you put it into a song. So like, All My Friends Are Depressed is, yeah, definitely um, just like, yeah, just me looking at the current state of, of what it's like to be growing up. Mm-hmm. in these times uh with the pressures that that youth culture and and stuff like that puts on puts on people
1: yeah yeah absolutely and and, and your music has evolved a lot I'm sure from the from the african american and ed sheeran inspired oh, g boy yeah back in <laughs> yeah. the day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to your to your current sound um what what are your biggest inspirations sound wise at the moment
0: oh at the minute um I'm listening to a lot of this band called Easy Life. Who oh work, yeah, kind of, I love them. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's a little, it's like similar to my style, but just a bit more um, like bluesy, I guess. Mm. Um, but I really like their lyrics. I listen to a lot of this uh, artist called Phoebe Bridges, um, who like sonically, like she sounds completely different to me, but lyric wise, I take a lot of inspiration from her because she'll, she'll sort of talk about. Um, like one of her songs is just like a conversation she had mm-hmm. and she'd just be like, I bumped into this person in the street and like, just go through the conversation. It's just like super relatable stuff, which I really like. Um, so I say like those two at the minute, I, I tend to like not listen to loads of people at one time and I just like hone in on, on a couple of artists and like rinse them and then, and then mm-hmm. move on. But yeah, those two are definitely, uh. The ones I'm listening to currently,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I, I did the same. I'm a massive fan of Easy Life. I saw them live last year, yeah, uh, and my yeah. oh no, year before actually, sorry, before COVID, and on my oh, Spotify, nice. raps for the past two years, the top five songs have just been all, all of them. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, when I same. when I <laughs> yeah. like an artist, I struggle to to branch out and and discover new music because yeah, I, I want to know all the do. lyrics. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's it. They're so good live as well. That would be yeah. yeah. That would yeah, be um. That'd be a good like little support slot that I'd love to get one day. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: but, yeah, 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 yeah. um, they're, it's a unique live experience. One of the best gigs I've been to, though. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah, they seem like really cool guys as well. I always think.
1: Mm. Yeah. Do you try to to like imitate certain styles and and parts from from artist music, or do you just try to sort of go with a, with a blank canvas?
0: Um. Yeah, it differs it differs song to song, but um, I'm very heavily inspired to who I'm listening to at the time so like the songs that I'm releasing next are very more easy life than the songs that I've released in the past mm-hmm. um I don't I, I really struggle to stick to to one style and one sort of like I sort of find my sound with a batch of with a batch of songs and then I, I want to change it mm-hmm. um which I don't think is always a bad thing um but yeah I mean occasionally me and i have a producer that i do basically everything with and um sometimes we'll hear a song and be like oh we've got to make something like this um but then there's some with like all my friends at the press where it's um i've gone in with a certain vision and he's gone in with a certain vision and it's muddled up to become like a n- sort of new thing um which is my favorite because i think with a few of my songs you can kind of tell it's me um mm-hmm. Which is yeah, what I always try try and get for sure.
1: Yeah, sounds good. I'd describe some of your music as as walking music, and I know that sounds really yeah. lame, <laughs> but what what I mean by that is that when you're listening to it, and you can easily feel like you're in the music video. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, like yeah. your like your music video style for all my friends that are depressed. I can yeah. imagine my surroundings like colorizing <laughs> as I walk yeah. towards the camera, yeah. never getting closer to it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that is actually how I come up with all the ideas for the music videos, just walking and listening to the song, like walking to the <laughs> shop. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny, man. Yeah, walking music. That's yeah, another yeah. one. That's another one I'm going to have to add to the bio, I think. Yeah,
1: you might attract <laughs> a, a really weird segment with <laughs> such yeah. a, a niche audience through that, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> what is your, your favourite part of the, of the process when it comes to making music? Is it the writing or the performing live or, or the recording?
0: oh see i i do really like performing live but it like depends it depends on the gig um Mm -hmm. if if it's if you know that there's people there that know your songs then it's like the best thing ever um but i don't i don't enjoy um so much playing to new audiences um just because a lot of the time they want to listen so they like some will be dancing some will just be like standing there you just yeah i don't i don't like that but if it's a good vibe of like people you know know your songs then performing live is the best thing about music mm-hmm. um but i really like the um like m- my favorite part is probably the recording because i um i go to my producer's house obviously i haven't been able to in ages but in manchester and we just go in his bedroom and have a few beers and just like stay up all night recording the songs, and then there's like we're both really buzzing about it, and it's just like yeah, it's just really nice. Um, and then you're just like really excited to release it. So that's yeah, I I love like the creating bit of it the most. I'd say.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have plans for for more gigs when when it's possible to do so?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna like yeah, because over COVID it's been hard, and like you've a lot of artists like me as well. have had to try and like fine little side hustles um just to like keep ticking over financially as well because like when you're a when you're like an up-and-coming musician like me like not really established um gigs is, is really where you do make your living so yeah I've got big plans to do a lot of shows once lockdown's over um and I can't wait I really can't wait um I've been speaking to the band um recently and we're yeah we're all learning the new songs and that and hopefully yeah hopefully by the time we can i'll have a load of new songs out as well mm-hmm. so yeah i'll be great buzzing for it
1: sounds good What what's the best gig you've had do you think
0: probably i played at latitude festival in 2019 mm. um and that's like where that's quite near from where i grew up so there was like a really big crowd there and it was like the festival that i grew up go into year on year as a kid so like yeah that was that was probably like that's one of the best days of my life so far is is playing that gig probably
1: oh mate class what about the what about the worst gig
0: worst gig um there have been a lot of bad ones the worst no so the worst one I think I spoke about this briefly on happy hour the worst one ever was um at this bar in Ipswich and uh they had asked me to basically like play covers of songs um for two hours while everyone was like eating their meal uh-huh. um and i just wasn't what they wanted and um ended up getting frustrated because <laughs> the the waitress came up to me basically and was just like um she was like can you play anything a bit more upbeat and i was like i'm on the piano like what do you want me to do and i started getting <laughs> grumpy then and then she was like uh she was like just just a bit of advice from the staff we're all saying do you think you could um like I had I had sheet music because I couldn't it was I was literally playing like 70 songs and I could I couldn't learn them all so I had like all the lyrics up she was like do you think maybe you could just like flow from one song into the other and not have to change the sheets halfway through and then that's that's when I just was like this is this is shocking uh no one none of the people eating wanted me to be there the staff didn't want me to be there i didn't want to be there so i just started uh i just started like messing around um until they asked me to leave <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just... self-sabotage on it <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah it was pretty humiliating to be honest um but you learn from him it was either that or the the first the first dance song i messed up at someone's wedding uh was Ooh. was was pretty grim um <laughs> Just, I just had a nervous like. I called them up. I was like, "Could the couple come to dance for the first dance?" And then I just froze because I just the importance of the occasion just overcame me, <laughs> and um I just like could I like I I I can't explain, but I was just like a statue, and nothing would come out. And the rest of the band were looking at me like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And I was going. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like that and then the bride just looked round and gave me absolute daggers and Ooh. yeah oh mate yeah I'd, and that was the worst thing about that was that we had like a four-hour set and that was the first that was the beginning of it so i had to like <laughs> <laughs> then play like 100 songs afterwards but yeah those two yeah cringe proper cringe moments okay,
1: you, you only ruined their big days not not that big of a I know deal.
0: <laughs> I know I'm sure I'm sure he's over it now <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: maybe
0: <laughs> I, I I used to play used to play
1: a lot of music I used to play drums when I was younger Did you? I remember being like 16 17 playing in yeah. pubs that we weren't even allowed to drink in <laughs> yeah. we shouldn't have been in there and there was there was one one awful gig I remember it was after an, straight after an England game we just mm. lost like 2-0 I don't remember what it was for, but we're in the corner of this pub, and they wanted us to play as soon as the final whistle went. <laughs> so like. England had just lost two 0 <laughs> uh, We just started playing our original songs, <laughs> and just every everyone just fucked off. It was just, um, it was just awful. Apart from like two really drunk ladies that didn't care about the football, they started oh. dancing.
0: Oh, oh, lucky they were there. Yeah, that's horrific. Like if the if the crowd or like whoever's listening aren't up for it it is it Mm. sucks and you get that a lot in pubs some people just want to be in there and drink they don't want to hear your songs Mm -hmm. um but yeah mate it's a feeling that can't be replicated in any other profession like no maybe 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 bombing stand up bombing on stage could be like similar i imagine but oh yeah don't want to, don't want to experience that again. You want
1: want the ground to just swallow you up. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you Um, do. (laughs) But now you've, uh, you've,
1: you've ventured into YouTube like fairly recently, um, I Mm. guess, writing some, some humorous tracks and some songs with Jack's channel as well. Do you think that you could, you could almost accidentally fall into this like purely comedy music route or do you think you'd you'd stick with what you can?
0: Like, yeah, I, I don't want that. (laughs) <laughs> um, which is why I don't upload so much anymore. Um mm. <clears throat> I think it's such a fine line to tread. Um, which is why I kind of I've got this new series on the channel where um I make the songs into my style of music, so it's not like the eighties bangers like meme stuff, and it doesn't mm. get as many views at all. But I thought at least there's some like you can see like the process of it. And the songs sound okay at the end, but yeah, like I was definitely falling into the trap of like everyone who was like following me just wanted to hear the funny stuff, mm-hmm. um, which was a massive worry when I released all my friends of the press, but luckily people seemed to like hop on, hop onto that. Um, so yeah, it's something I'm always thinking about because YouTube became my job and I feel so lucky for that and I don't want to throw that opportunity away, but also I, that isn't my dream really. It's a it's a means to an end and, and I want to do like, I want to do music, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like at the minute it's kind of like people are enjoying it. It's getting people on board and hopefully have a wider listenership when I do want to release my own songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't want to be, uh, I don't know. You see like a lot of YouTubers releasing songs. And I think they're a bit too far gone down the YouTube route because you're kind of like, aren't you that guy that, I don't know, I don't want to say any specifics (laughs) because I get in trouble, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. was a bit
1: when I was when I listened to you on Spotify, I was a bit surprised actually. When you go to like fans also liked or, or like similar artists, it did, yeah. it did list a few a few YouTubers yeah, amongst mate, it, I and I, I, I was know. like, I, I was almost annoyed for you because I felt uh, like that like it undermines yeah. undermines it slightly.
0: Yeah, I was looking at it yesterday, and it and it was like uh, it was like Easy Life on there and mm. Nico B, and I was like, that's amazing. I looked down, I was like Calyx, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is what it is mate i i do mm-hmm. always think about that like with ksi like obviously <clears throat> whatever you think about his music it's doing well but on his spotify for artists he must be fuming that he hasn't got like cool rappers he's got mm. like minimen and and yeah. all those lot as artists yeah. also like i just think that must kill him but um Well, it probably doesn't because he's a millionaire and he loves it. Yeah, (laughs) true. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely... When I release my next um, few songs, my channel will become way more just my um, music-based stuff because that's just what I want to do, really.
1: Yeah. Will we see Robbie Knox featuring an unofficial track?
0: Oh, mate. I, (laughs) I don't know if vocally... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not yet. I don't want him to overshadow me, but I think, um, I think, yeah, I'd love to do. It. I want to get some YouTubers in, um, like some YouTube mates in the music videos. I think so I think that'd be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe Robbie could do that.
1: That's a great idea. Great idea. I'd, yeah. I'd love to see it. Now you you said yeah. that you want to do music, but if I throw this hypothetical at you, Go would on. you rather have a million subscribers mm. like that? or mm. a small theater sellout UK tour let's say let's say 12 dates i don't know what's a small theater capacity 400 to 400? 12 12 ooh, 1200
0: <laughs> no 12 so 12 times 400
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah let's say 400 400 uh, capacity and it's sold out every time sold out every time but you all you get a million subs but you can't try to convert those that theater show are subs right. in any way,
0: oh. okay. That, morally the, well, questioning the, the tour, you the, tour the tour, the tour 100%. Yeah. 100%. I don't yeah. want a million subs. What do I need a million subs for? You that's have to do... of money, probably, yeah, that's true. in the future, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 actually. Yeah, yeah, a million subs. Actually, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, 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 definitely not. I feel like if I wanted a million subs, I'd have to do like weird. I don't know, reaction videos and stuff. That's what people mm. like, isn't it? No, not for me, mate. Not yeah. for me. Fair yeah. enough. Good. I'm, I'm glad I to, see you, to yeah. see you
1: sticking with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, I really tried to throw your moral compass off there. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. That was stressful. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've, uh, you've been on, on Happy Hour a few times as a as a co-host. Yeah. Can we
0: expect to see you on, on
1: the pod again? I feel like I haven't seen you on there for, for a little while.
0: Yeah. I mean, during, during COVID times, obviously limited the amount of people that could go in the studio mm. and like i think robbie's become like quite a staple for the podcast now um but i'm hoping to go on it, we've been talking about it so i'm hoping to maybe go on next month
1: okay, um, nice.
0: and have a little chat and do it a bit more but um yeah i mean they're they're smashing it and i think to be honest they're doing so well that i don't think they should try and change it too much and i'll just always be there if Stevie's not there, Robbie's not there, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of how it's worked before. I think I did the I did Gibbs one and, and Steven tries uh his one and, and Stevie Stevie can do them. Um, so yeah, off off the bench, mate. Like impact, <laughs> yeah. impact sub, impact
1: player sub. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're getting used to that. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's <laughs> yeah. an impact player. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, <laughs>
1: definitely. Now, uh, one of the most one of the most known clips on the podcast with yourself in is is about mm. opening up about your your OCD or specifically yeah. retroactive jealousy OCD. Now, mm. I I really enjoyed enjoy that video not that sounds horrible i didn't enjoy it but you, you know what <laughs> was i mean a laugh, like, laugh
0: a minute. <laughs> yeah.
1: it, was an, it was an interesting watch but I, I don't want to like misinterpret this too much do you do you mm. think that you could explain what it what it is for that for those who haven't seen the clip
0: definitely so it's basically um you get different forms of ocd which i never realized so you get the classic one that you see in films of like uh neatness and all of that mm. but you can also get um intrusive thoughts and sometimes they can be like hyper violent they can be like hyper sexualized um uh and they can take loads of different forms and you can't really explain them and it's it's not how you really feel it's not what you really want but you just can't stop thinking about something um and uh so mine was always like growing up and being a teenager mine was always about if i had a girlfriend and that it'd be like their past would be on my mind all the time, um, and like to the point where it was like every like ten seconds or whatever. Um, and it was, it was weird because I was actually I've I've got so much better now. Um, I'm been put into because my OCD got really bad, but I'm been put well into the recovery stage now. It doesn't really have too much impact on my life at all. Oh, great. Um, but I remember at the time it was like a couple of maybe like. A year ago, I'd be driving to work, and I was just remembering this yesterday, but it's quite a good like way of explaining like how bad it is. But I'd be I'd be driving to work and I'd have the radio turned up really loud because so I didn't want to think about anything. But and I'd just be like shouting, just be like, fuck like fucking hell, like get like stop, just stop. Um and that, you know, sometimes it wasn't even the retroactive jealousy. Like it would be like I'd look at a number plate of the car in front of me and memorize it. And then I could not stop thinking about the order of the letters on the number plate mm. to the point where it literally drive me mad. And I'd be like, I just really want to stop thinking about this now, but I can't. Um, and yeah, I've always had stuff like that, even when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, the worst it got was the retroactive jealousy, which was, um, I think cause the thoughts weren't really stuff you'd want to think about anyway. Um, it was like way more painful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, H- horrible, horrible, um, horrible condition. Yeah, um, yeah. stuff,
1: yeah. stuff like that is 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 tough for all the different varieties of it are so tough for people because like I, I sort of know how it feels. I get intrusive thoughts, but yeah. they're they're more sort of anxiety induced coming from from that yeah. side of things and you feel like you can feel like a prisoner in your own head. Like, yeah, if, like, like if there was another person there going like that to you, you'd turn yeah. around, would you just fuck off?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. And you guys, oh, yeah, man. you're so right. Cause you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything like it's in your mm. mind. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But you know, there's, there's so many ways of like, when I actually finally got round to doing the proper stuff to get over it and seeking therapy, it was like within like, 2 months it was like massively massively reduced mm. and it is something that i've been dealing with for 8 years so yeah sometimes i think the solution is easy you just have to know what it is mm-hmm. um yeah. which was definitely the case for me for sure yeah
1: yeah i know what you mean how how much has has changed since that video did you I imagine you've got quite a lot of messages and stuff like that people sort of opening yeah. up to it about it
0: yeah i still i still get them today it's so weird um Because I used to um, YouTube it all the time. And when I first started having it, when I was probably like 16, um, I would type it in on YouTube and nothing would come up. Um, And now when you type it in, like that happy hour clip is like the most viewed one, Mm. which I find like so mad. Um, And I'm so happy it's sort of helped people or made them realize. Like when I was 16, I would have loved someone to be like, oh, what you're going through is this and you can sort it out so that makes me really happy um i sometimes feel a bit like like when people do message me i link them to other places of people that actually are professionals because i sometimes get a bit worried that um people reach out to me thinking i'm sort of an expert on ocd whereas i'm really really not and i don't want (laughs) to tell someone the wrong thing and yeah um yeah but you yeah, carry like,
1: that that weight on your shoulders, right,
0: yeah, definitely, definitely, but yeah, it's like it's been good, like all my friends obviously found out my family, and um that was kind of like refreshing in a way, and mm. I started my therapy a week after that, um and yeah, I mean, the retroactive jealousy side is like pretty much just gone, like completely, um, but I have cross compost, which is when you're coming to the end of the thing you're fixating on and your OCD like latches onto something else in your life um which has been happening to me with um weirdly with like uh numbers online like social media numbers um so like i've been i got loads of youtubers saying happy birthday to me on my birthday and i got loads of followers from that on instagram and um since then like it's going down a lot because obviously people are like, oh, who is he? Like, I just followed him because it's his birthday. <laughs> and I, and the last sort of month or so, I've been like so stressed out about that and looking at the numbers going down and down. And then my YouTube views, I had all those 80s bangers and that's been going down. And I've been just like getting so overwhelmed by it being like, oh, nobody, like, no one cares anymore. Like, I've had like this peak and it's never gonna, whatever. Um, and so that's been like what my ACD has latched onto more. Um, but then I've been talking through that with my therapist and stuff and that's been getting better. Um, but weirdly I, um, I saw I'm Alex in a live stream saying a similar thing that he had uploaded a couple of videos and they hadn't done very well. And, um, someone in the comments was saying like, oh, this is, this sounds like upload anxiety, which is when you're if you're like a creator and your videos aren't doing very well, you get proper scared about putting another one out because it right. reinforces the fact that you think people don't care about you and that like you're shit and all of this. And I've de- I like, that's part of why I haven't been uploading as much as well. It's like, like that one out of 10, one to 10 thing on the mm. YouTube studio where it says yeah. like you get that 10 out of 10. It's just like such a shit feeling. Um, so yeah, I've, since that, since the happy hour clip, like the retroactive jealousy's gone, but my OCD has gone on to like other things in my life, which is a bit annoying. Um, mm-hmm. But it's been dealt with now. So, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I had uh, Max Fosh on the last episode of the podcast, and he yeah. he was speaking about a, a similar thing, and he's had therapy. Um, to help sort of work out why he cares about those numbers, and yes, that's like yeah. you I've never heard that before. Upload anxiety. Wow. Yeah, millenni- I've never
0: heard of it. Millennials are getting different <laughs> Mate, different type of issues. It's to, crazy, to, you know. isn't it? Because even like some of my um, some of my mates, and like I've heard some of my girlfriend's mates, they'll be like, "Oh, my photo on Instagram did real bad," and I kind of think mm. like that. Like you've just got a personal Instagram page. Like why are we caring about this? Yeah. I was talking to my mates yesterday, being like, oh, I'll probably drop below eighteen thousand followers on Instagram soon," and they were like, "Yeah, but like you've still got seventeen thousand followers. Like, what's the problem? Like, who <laughs> gives a shit, mate? Like, it is so like when you when you take a step back and look at the whole numbers thing, like it just does not matter at all. Mm-hmm. And we're all we're all just like it's just they're just videos. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it just it just doesn't matter. But yeah, like I I watched that um, clip with Max, and what he was saying resonated a lot. Like, yeah." It's why do we care? It's mm. so it's mad, mate. It's mad. Yeah. I can't it's just an,
1: it's an addiction. It's it's an addiction for yeah. people, in my opinion. Like you can literally just pay for views and likes, which yeah. which mean yeah. nothing, though. Like you can pay to get like hundreds of thousands of likes on a yeah. photo, but they're not like they don't mean anything because they're not yeah. a, a person actually engaging. <laughs> That's just yeah. some bot has done that.
0: I know, and it's and it's crazy because like max might feel like a video's done really bad but i've never looked at any of his videos and thought they've done badly Mm. and it's just like like everyone you feel like everyone's doing better than you So like max might look at like i don't know someone like jack and be like oh look at the views he's getting and then jack might look at ksi and be like look at the Mm. yeah and so it's like yeah it's weird that like it's strange to me that like max would have any anxiety about it because i think oh you like smash it all the time like you get loads of views on every video but then yeah like i totally get that it's that one is that one to ten thing on youtube studio since they've added that are so bad for your mental health because it's literally ranking like it's like if you get a 10 out of 10 it's just like yeah you you this is terrible I'm surprised they
1: haven't taken it off yet, actually, because a a lot of people have been complaining
0: about it. I think that you're
1: you're the fourth person I've had on the podcast talking about it. And like, it just, no one seems to like the idea of it.
0: Yeah. But you can't stop looking at it. You literally Mm. can't stop because like the other thing is like, you can see the views. And so like my one with Robbie, that was like a proper 10 out of 10. I was really happy with the video, but it was, it's done. It's the worst performing video I've done in ages. And I, I can't explain why, because sometimes the algorithm just doesn't pick, stuff up like it just it just doesn't happen um but i'll be looking at that and it'll be like on 8.2k and then the one above it will be on 8.3 and you'll keep checking it and so and then it will go 8.3 and 8 and they will be level and then it will drop by two and it's it's just like it is it's a constant like endorphins rush or whatever they say yeah, right yeah, yeah. It, it properly is like Tracing yeah they the need to get yeah, mate, it is. It's
1: chasing <laughs> the dragon. Chasing yeah. that social media dragon, man. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and you back, sort of back to the retro- retroactive jealousy OCD, you mentioned on, on that podcast um, on Happy Hour that at the time people had opinions about it that didn't reflect much of an understanding of, of the topic, I guess, at the time, like people were saying mm. it was a it was a lack of respect for others and maybe like a form of of sexism. But yeah. do do you think that understanding has changed quite a lot now then?
0: I think um towards me it's changed a lot. I I know that um and I actually don't blame people for thinking it's sexist because for all I know Part of it could be this like ingrained weird perception I have of what the world should be like, and that you know, like as I think as guys, a lot of the time, like there is that thing where if a guy sleeps around with a loads of girls, he's a lad, and if a girl does it, she's called a slut. And that that I think that is so true, and it's horrific, and it's wrong. Um but with retroactive jealousy, like it is men that mainly get it. And I just have to feel that that sort of societal, like ingrained thing in us, that view has something to do with it. So I don't blame people for thinking it's sexist. Um, but I am the least sexist. I'm not sexist. I'm just not. <laughs> and so I'm not a Tory. Yeah. And so people, yeah, there was another, what was the other? thing people saying I know that um it's been taken down now but it went up as a clip on Jack's Facebook page um he has people looking after that um so it wasn't him that uploaded it and I was looking through the comments on that and they were like the worst ones ever they were calling me a psycho saying that I'm like emotionally abuse, abusive and um like insecure and all this stuff um but I think for people that have like I think for if someone's an understanding person, they'll watch that clip and be like and understand that it doesn't come from that place at all. Like Mm I, I don't believe. I believe anyone has the right to do whatever they want. Like, um, so I hope that that clip has for a lot of girls as well changed their view on it because they might even if if their boyfriend has it um, or someone's partner has it they might feel like they have some sexist values somehow and it might help them understand their relationship a bit more. Um, but yeah, it's hard to, um, it's hard to actually argue with the sexist thing because the thoughts are so rational. It, it's hard to like properly like have a rational debate about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah.
0: yeah, I do. I really hope that that perception, um, has been quashed a bit since the clip because it's definitely, definitely not the case with me for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's great that you're, like you said, your OCD sort of moved on, moved away from that now. But I I imagine, Mm. imagine when you're in that sort of haze of it, it becomes very difficult to, to differentiate from like the person in question. um, And like the context in which you're having these thoughts. Like, I mean, like, what I'm asking is, that does that make it difficult to work out if someone is like a good fit for you, or if, or if, like, or if mm. that's just not the case at all? Does that make sense? Sorry. It's
0: um, yeah. It's 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 funny because, um, you only really, in in some ways, the OCD is a sign that you really like the person because, um, it only comes about when you're like really emotionally invested. Right. So if I've been seeing someone and nothing's like I haven't had any intrusive thoughts that's always just ended whereas the actual like like the relationship I'm in now it was so bad at the start and I think that's because you like love them so much and so the OCD is that much worse Mm -hmm. um but yeah I know what you mean like um I guess it could be hard to understand if like yeah it's because you like them so much or like is the OCD making you feel passionately in general Mm. and like yeah yeah that's a really good question I don't I don't think I really know the answer to it the only the only thing I can say is like from personal experience it it comes about when you're more emotionally invested in -hmm. that other person and and it's worse when you like like the more you like them the worse it is for me, definitely.
1: Yeah, that's all, that sort of makes sense, I guess, like your mind's yeah. almost looking for any excuse to, to stop sure. you enjoying something.
0: Yeah, mate, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: You speak quite openly about like how you started therapy. I know you tweeted about this the, only the other day. Yeah. Is that something that has, has continued to help and has become like a, a consistency in your life?
0: Yeah, I, I actually don't think I'll ever stop, even if I'm okay, um, because... It, it is literally, like, that and, like, um, I'm really lucky in that, like, I have a really amazing supportive girlfriend because um, I imagine that would be horrific if you didn't. Um, but, like, the fe- going to therapy is, like, the most life-changing thing that I've ever had. And um, if you can afford it, because, like, some sessions – it's, it's really consistent with me. So I was doing once a week since I've got a bear. It's once every other week on a Friday night. And some sessions, I'll have nothing to say to him, um, nothing bad. But I just talk about my week, have a chat. But then the next week, I might have something really deep to talk about. And so I don't think I'll ever stop because I think my nature and human nature is to always, there's always going to be something bothering you. And it's just really nice having someone that, you know, you could tell anything. They're mm-hmm. paid to listen to you and they're paid to help you through it. Um, so, yeah, like I, I tweeted out saying I'd had a tough couple of weeks and it was to do with like the numbers side, like like Max Fosh was saying. Um, and that's something that like I'd never had a problem with before. And I'm so lucky I had a therapist to go to that, that Friday to talk through with it because... Um, if I didn't, I'd probably still be feeling like that now. Mm. Um, so yeah, like if anyone is struggling and they can afford it, because the thing about therapy is always feel bad saying like, Oh, everyone should have therapy, but some people can't afford therapy and it's difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, but saying that I did go through at the start, I went through when I was living in Ipswich, this thing called Suffolk wellbeing, which was a free, free service. Um, but yeah, I I will probably consistently go to therapy for the rest of my life now, mm-hmm. um, just because it's it's part of my routine now, and I couldn't I couldn't do without it now, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do you speak to friends about these things at all? Like I know, um, uh, you had that sort of heart to heart with Jack once on the way back from a from a night out. Yeah. Um, that's crazy, but but some right? sometimes it's hard to like to find the the right people, or you don't want you don't want to trouble everyone with these things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I talk to. I, I live with my girlfriend, and I talk to her about um, all my problems. Um, and I have a, I have a management company. I have a day to day contact um, who I really get on with. And if I have like work stresses, I can talk to him. And if I have bad OCD days, I can talk to Jack because um, I know he understands that. Um, but there are there are some things which I would only tell my therapist um, just because if they're like really deep or I don't want to, I know it's a weird thing. Like sometimes you don't want to like, if I've messaged Jack a lot, I don't want to like put more of my emotional crap onto him. Um, But yeah, I just have a note, a note section on my phone. I write down all my problems. If they haven't been sorted by my friends or my girlfriend, then yeah, just take it to him. So I always have someone to talk about, um, But yeah, very lucky to have have my girlfriend. I'm very lucky to have Jack who understands um, OCD because that, like, if you don't have intrusive thoughts, it's really hard to explain the stuff you're going through to people that don't understand it. Mm. Um, So yeah, like, yeah, talking to friends, especially for like the more minor problems, like, yeah, I always do it all the time.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 a place for balance, isn't there? Really, like I've got mm. some friends that I speak to about deep stuff, but I've got other friends that, like, the, without sounding bad, the conversation is quite shallow. But I wouldn't want yeah. to change that. Like that, that's yeah. fine because that's like a escapism. If you if I for was sure. speaking about deep topics all the time, that would drive me insane. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, like that's like I have um I have a couple of mates who I play um PlayStation with all the time, just online, and. Sometimes we'll have like deep ones over text, but when we go on PlayStation, we literally just talk about football and funny stuff and play mm-hmm. FIFA and I would never want that to, I wouldn't want us to start being like, "Oh my a c d's getting bad like i I just want that to be something I yeah. look forward to and, and like that that sort of friendship, like as you say, like the more shallow conversations that I think that really does have its place, like the people I play football with. I'm not, I don't know them that well. So that's just, just like a banter, mm. like nice, light, frothy conversation. Mm. See that load of that, Christmas bay so, last night. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> yeah. yeah, They've just got hold of the, uh, the fruit video that I did on Oh no, Jack's wait, channel. Really? <laughs> oh, mate. I try and hide that from everyone. And they got, this morning I woke up to a load of messages on the group chat. Oh, it was horrific. Absolutely horrific. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mr. Mr. Mm. Showbiz over here with all his baddie videos and all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know what you mean about about FIFA though. Oh, oh on FIFA actually, uh, when you're playing with your friends, are you, are you coming off the bench on pro clubs as well? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Mate, do you know what? I I really enjoy just being a uh, on pro clubs, just like a six foot eight massive striker that just heads the ball in. Nice. But I was having nice. I was having to be any last night. Mm. And it was not pressure in it. You can't mate, relax. It's so, <laughs> and like the thing about any is you get the blame for everything. And yeah, it's like you yeah. can you can have two people playing up top and they don't get the ball, but if you make a mistake at the back Oh so Yeah. It mm. is horrible.
1: If you ever but, or if like, you lads, if you and your mates ever want a game, bring it on. We'll have it. We'll have yeah.
0: it. Essex versus uh, <laughs> uh Colchester versus Norwich <laughs> Derby. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Mate, let's do it. We're all right. What we're we're in. Uh, we've just got promoted to Div three. Oh, Okay, nice. We what, we, we, what we seem
1: we seem to sit in Div three fairly consistently. Mm. We've been mm. up to two a couple of times, but have we, we keep keep coming down. Oh, mate, I can't. I, I've not different been to vibe two up yet. there, man. Different yeah, vibe.
0: <laughs> it, like the gap between three and four is four is like you just have fun. Three, yeah, mate. yeah. Oh, it's, it's it impossible. Yeah. It's a tough week.
1: I, I never come <laughs> off it feeling relaxed. Like I always feel
0: so stressful. No, horrible. We, we always fall out. We always <laughs> fall out. Like I fucking hate you. Like you <laughs> And everyone, everyone gets defensive. Yeah, one make a them, new group chat one... <laughs> without this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of them last night. Every time I miss a one, I would be like, oh, I'm lagging. I'm lagging. Yeah. So I, oh, you not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great time. <laughs> <laughs> that is fun. It is but, fun. Um, anyway, Alfie, we've we've touched on a lot of different topics here. I, I would love <laughs> yeah. to sit here and talk about pro clubs for the whole episode, but <laughs> yeah. the, the listeners might not have a clue what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I always like to finish uh, these episodes with long ball questions—I like to call them—just um, nice. random. Sort of, some of them are like hypothetical; just some of them are deep questions. In this case, yeah. I think I think they're all deep questions, sort of. Okay. Um, but that's yeah, fun. we'll go through those to round it off. If that's okay.
0: Yeah, man. Go for it.
1: Let's do it. Um, first question: What about yourself? Are you most proud
0: of? <laughs> these are deep <laughs> questions. Mm. Um, they're positive though. These are all positive. Yeah, that's nice. I'm, I think I'm proud of my, uh, my creativity. I I think, I think I'm quite a creative lad and, uh, I like, I I like that, um, I can do my music stuff and then do the YouTube stuff on Jack's channel as well. So I, yeah, I guess, I guess that if you had to. (laughs) Force me to say something. <laughs> <laughs> right. just
1: I'll just say I'm not forcing Alfie to say anything. <laughs> uh, next question. What is your biggest goal for the future?
0: Oh, biggest goal is to be um, live, living comfortably off just making tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So short term, that might be like, I don't know getting signed or having a song doing really well, but yeah, long, long term. I just want to sit in here and make my songs and that's all I have to do in life for sure. Great stuff.
1: Great stuff. Next question. What makes you happy? Oh,
0: what makes me happy? Um, mate, what makes me happy is like hanging out with the people closest to me and, uh, and i just like, just making stuff, making mm. songs, making videos and, and stuff that makes me really happy.
1: Great stuff. Great. And the final question of the day, Alfie, what are you most grateful for? Oh,
0: what am I most grateful for? Is your girlfriend um, going to listen to
1: this? If so, I consider, <laughs> consider yeah.
0: your answer. That's the, that's, the easy, <laughs> that's the easy answer. But no, I am, yeah, like, I'm very, very grateful for the people I have around me, like closest um felt i'm so lucky and i wouldn't be able to do i wouldn't be in a good mental state without them and i wouldn't be able to do the job i do without them because yeah no one's ever like took the piss out of me or tried to make me <laughs> like get a get a proper job or anything so yeah yeah fa- close family and friends for sure
1: Great stuff. Great. Alfie, thank you so much for coming on the Football Love and Feelings it, podcast. I hope you've
0: enjoyed it as
1: well, by I've the way. I've loved
0: it. I've loved it, mate.
1: Great. I always ask that question, and I dread the day that someone says, nah, I fucking hate <laughs> it. All right.
0: That's
1: all right. <laughs> <laughs> Could be better. Three out of 10. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up there if that's okay for you and to the listener. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Football and Feelings podcast. If you've enjoyed it, maybe head over to the socials, find me on there, chatting rubbish, trying to be funny, um, failing often, but still trying. And that's the most important thing. I'm sure you (laughs) will agree. Um, But yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much and see you soon.